It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 yo what's crack like this? Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is, of course, the KLP Aftermath with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Season two, continuing strong for season two, the spring season, and we're gearing up for so much things to talk about here on today's show, but also this week on the KLP Aftermath math show welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen t what's going on t tyrus man you know he's he's our executive uh, producer for our podcast we got it here in the studio and he's making sure that we sound good i'm messing around with the audio here on my end we sounding terrific t i always make sure we sound good on the streaming services for sure welcome to another excited podcast ladies and gentlemen i am so stoked about this one because you know there's so many things we're going to talk about here today and of course this kind of relates a little bit to more of the hip-hop style of things with today's podcast but it should be interesting for you guys I like to bring you guys another exciting podcast i like to talk about these stories talk about what's going on but before we get to that ladies and gentlemen today right after this show if you're listening to us on spotify itunes amazon music and so many music playing platforms after this podcast you guys can go on over to swanky aura that is my band my group my guys of course our latest new album black versus white came out today we are recording tonight's session of march 1st but by the time you'll see the uh, the podcast if you're watching the video version it will be march 2 march 2nd but black versus white my newest album is now available right now on spotify Amazon Music, Tidal, Pandora, and so much more. So you guys do not want to miss, of course, Black versus White is available. Hopefully you guys enjoy that small little album we produced out for you guys. I'm so stoked about it. And also on Spotify video, if you haven't seen today's streaming services, a Vox TV channel by KLP Entertainment, that is also available we did our streaming uh service today and of course we cannot wait for tomorrow because we have so many things to premiere out for that as well business is good and i do want to thank the lucas nation fans and the emory fans for allowing us to perform a show for you guys but also we're able to bring you guys something each and every day I'm super, super stoked about it. I'm happy about it. And yes, we actually are planning season three of KOP Aftermath. Of course, we're calling it the summertime primetime session this summer. Cannot wait for that for sure. Can't wait for season three. Because if you guys thought season two was cool, now that we're still in season two, just wait for season three. It's going to be an awesome time for season three. But I'm getting ahead of myself, T. I'm getting ahead of the curve there, getting ahead of the horse. We're still in season two, and you guys are enjoying the show thus far. Uh, and we've been doing it for quite some time now. And I, I, I love it. I love you guys. I love every single one of you guys who who've been listening to our shows thus far. Uh, of course, we have so many things to talk about here today, and we're going to uh, talk about it. But before we do that, we got to give it up to our sponsors for sure. Today's sponsor goes out to Flex Living. If you guys don't know who Flex Living is, they're based off the state of Utah. That is our uh, partnership with the clothing line being Flex Living. Of course, they're advocating for athletic 
gear and athletic wear you guys can go we'll have the link in the description below of course swanky fit uh of course collaboration with flex living that is swanky fit is one of our newest uh acquisitions if you will one of our newest kind of promotions we got going on for that for sure you guys can go to swanky uh excuse me flexliving.com slash swanky fit of course use that referral code get your shopping on of your favorite athletic gear accessories and so much more from the website and don't forget to use my promo code again it's all caps Kennedy Lucas KLP. Again, that's all caps Kennedy Lucas KLP. So that way you guys can get some amazing uh, discounts and deals. Right now, you can get up to 20% off your next purchase. You guys will not regret it. If you are a big fitness guy or gal, I'm a fitness guy like myself here. You guys see it on the gram. You guys see my workout routine. If you really want to get some great athletic gear, again, go to flexliving.com slash fit and use my promo code again, all caps, Kennedy Lucas KLP to get up to 20% off your next order. You That's BOGO deals right now. They got a lot of good buy one, get one free sales right now. And on top of that, you can use my promo code and you can get some insane deals right now. So, um, you guys probably getting it in go up there i know some of you guys out there who's listening to the show you probably got your tax refund this time around so of course go shopping and go to the website for sure it helps our business it helps their business out there in utah it helps our friends and our partnerships up there in utah and flex living so now let's get on to it uh sponsorship uh, pretty much over now uh, for the show because I like to talk about what's going around the Emory University systems. Of course, this came across my office, my email today, and we actually talked about this famous director yesterday's episode when we talked about his latest movie, Medea's Homecoming, available right now on Netflix. But it's been said May 9th, if you are graduating from Emory University, the Atlanta campus in May, you guys are in love because Tyler Perry will be doing a commencement delivery speech at Emory University May 9th, that commencement ceremony celebration. Uh, I saw the email and I was very I was ecstatic about it because, you know, we it, it's kind of interesting that we just talked about Tyler Perry in yesterday's episode when we was uh, reviewing his movie, his latest movie. And now he's getting he's talking at the commencement uh, ceremony, May 9th of 2022. Uh, this is the year that oh, well, this is the semester. A lot of people are graduating. A lot of people are getting able being able to do their commencement ceremony in live in person. That's one of the things I still kind of get sad about because I am the 2020 graduate and a lot of us 2020 people didn't have the opportunity obviously to do their in-person commencement ceremony because of COVID-19. So if you are in the realm of spring 2022 and you go to Emory University and you're getting ready to walk across the stage, first of all, I do have to say congratulations. You did it. Let me tell you, graduating from college is one of the best things that I've ever done. Um, it feels good to say, yeah, I went to college. I'm a college graduate. I'm a college alumni. Uh, shout out to GGC, Georgia Gwinnett College in Lawrenceville. Obviously, I'm always going to be a Grizzly fan at heart you guys know the radio station being Emory Radio and you know Emory their mascot is the Eagles and I'm an Eagle as well but I'm always will be a Grizzly at heart um so but it always feel good when you get ready to graduate and 
I can say this to you, but I didn't get to walk across the stage because of Rona. But, you know, it feels good when you walk across the stage on something when you're graduating. Uh, I did have the opportunity. This was centuries ago when we all went to high school. We walked across the stage graduating high school. Um, but it's just different when you're walking across the stage at the college level, the higher education level. And it feels good that Tyler Perry will be giving a commencement speech. I did see in the email that he was going to be getting an honorable degree as well. Well, so that's very interesting. We all know Tyler Perry um, did get his GED, but he didn't have the opportunity in his young age to go out and get a college degree. Of course, that's when he needed to make plays, to make money, to get himself up out of um, poverty a little bit. And now this guy, Tyler Perry, he's worth over $800 million right now. So it feels good that, you know, Tyler Perry is giving this commencement speech. He's getting that honorable degree. Um, I, a part of me wished that I was graduating at Emory so I can see Tyler Perry. Um, but you know, I, I don't know, you know, as, as partnership staff members with Emory, we don't, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're just, you know, partnership, uh, staff member, if you will, at Emory. So, uh, it feels good. Congratulations to Tyler Perry. I doubt he's listening to the show, but, uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations for all his success, but it's very exciting that he will be at Emory University doing a commencement speech. Very, very interesting because Emory is a great school. It's a highly private Ivy League school, but you would be surprised at about how many people don't know who Tyler Perry is. You'd be surprised. Some people know him. Obviously, I know who Tyler Perry is, but uh, it's very interesting that he's giving this commencement speech at Emory University. Um, but, you know, amongst all else, I'm very happy that he will be the speaker. Um, it feels good when you have celebrities, big celebrities like Tyler Perry come out to these big schools like Emory to do a commencement speech. Um, a lot of famous people have done a lot of commencement speeches over the years um, to shed a light on the college and to say, hey, you know, he knows of the school and Tyler Perry is one of the awesome guys that will be at Emory University Systems to give his commencement speech over at the 2022, spring 2022 Emory University graduate. So congratulations to that. Congratulations to Tyler Perry. Um, I, I'm always going to advocate for Tyler Perry. He's, he's, I like his more serious movies than his Medea movies. T, and you know this. We talked about this about this on yesterday's episode. But Tyler Perry, again, if you're somehow watching this show, congrats, congratulations for sure. Moving on to some more hip hop kind of news. Uh, you guys know this is. I mean, we do, we do. I try to spice up the show for you guys a little bit. And this is coming, the sources is coming from, of course, obviously the Breakfast Club. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. Shout out to man, uh, Sean Romain, the God, uh, DJ Envy, Angela Yee. Shout out to them because they talked about this yesterday's episode and I'm just now getting into it to, to today's episode. So I'm sorry, I might be a little late to talk about this, but I really wanted to talk about this. If you guys don't know, and probably a lot of people say that you showing your age a little bit. I guess I'm showing my age. I'm only 25, but I am a big fan of this group. And you guys know, of course, I've been watching 
Joe Budden's podcast as of late. And let me tell you, if you guys are big into podcasting like I am and you like listening to podcasts, uh, check out Joe Budden. Now, if you guys don't know who Joe Budden is, if you don't know who King Cricket or Joel Ortiz or Roy, uh, Royce the Five Nine, those are the four members that form the awesome group known as Slaughterhouse. If you guys don't know who Slaughterhouse is, and I know I'm willing to bet you a lot of my Emory students might not know who Slaughterhouse is because where I, you know, advocate and educate the young minds, you know, they're a little bit younger than, let's say, myself. I'm 25 and we can see as young as 17 uh, years of age at the Emory um, freshman, sophomore uh, life, like when it comes to college. So they probably don't really know who Slaughterhouse is, but I'm always here to educate people on the show. Slaughterhouse is this was this huge, huge rap group that came out in, I want to say the early 2000s. Of course, it featured Joe Budden. It featured four, uh, Royce the Five Nine, Joey Ortiz, and King Cricket. Of course, at, you know, that at that age, at that time, you know, in 2000s, they formed a lot of band groups, of course. And we're trying to, we're bringing it back with our band group because, of, you know, we're the we're Swanky Aura and we're a group. But, you know, back in the day, that was the age where a lot of people really wanted to form a group, form a, a group of artists coming together to make something magic. And of course, Slaughterhouse was one of them. Uh, if you guys don't know, you guys can listen to Slaughterhouse right now on every audio platform if you are mature enough for it, because, you know, you know, their, you know, their music is, it can be a little bit explicit. But it's been rumored and shout out to Breakfast Club because this is their, their sources that's coming out for that. It's been rumored that, of course, that Joey and I keep butchering Joey, Joel Ortiz's name for some strange reason. Joel Ortiz and King Cricket will be forming a new album to come out. And I want to say they have it for March 11th. It's going to be called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. Of course, there was no involvement with Joe Budden and Royce the Five Nine whatsoever. They didn't consult with the other two team members. They just came out and said, hey, we're doing this, whether you like it or not. And the question I propose here on the KLP Aftermath, and again, this is for people who know who Slaughterhouse is, so this may not pertain to my Emory students, because they, again, I doubt that some of these Emory students know who Slaughterhouse is. Does it matter if you formed a group back in the day and you try to bring it back, but just a half of the group members? And do you tell your other members that was a part of it? Now, here's my my, my answer to it. And we're talking a little bit about music. Of course, let's just say for an example. And, you know, for my guys that are in Swanky Aura and of course, he's a part of it, too. I hope this never happens. But let's just say if I wanted if I wanted, let's say, me and uh, Terry Magic, for, for an example, a member of the group of Swanky Aura, decides to make our own music, and we didn't tell Tyrus, we didn't tell Alonzo, we didn't tell William Richardson that we're, we're, we're splitting up. We didn't tell each other. And we're forming this and we're making a sell off this album, and we didn't tell the uh, remaining people of the group about what we're doing do is that wrong for me to do or is that right for me to do honestly when you are a group slaughterhouse for an example you find that contract to where def jam because that def jam was one of the the um record labels that helped slaughterhouse it was def jam 
Interscope and Slim Sh uh, Shady Records. Of course, the Eminem, because you had Joe Budden was with Def Jam and Interscope at one point. Um, then you have Royce the Five Nine, big friends with Eminem. Obviously, Eminem is a big fan of Royce the Five Nine. They, them two, did an album together. Royce and Eminem did an album together um, called Bad Versus Evil. So they were kind of a clique before Slaughterhouse came apart. Uh, I forgot what Joe, Joel Ortiz and King Crooked. I think King Crooked was also with Interscope. I don't really remember. I kind of forgot what Joel, Joel Ortiz's um, record label was for before they came to, to form Slaughterhouse. But anyway, I would not want to call an album Swanky or that's our band for most of you guys to know. I don't want to say, okay, I'm doing this album from Swanky Oro's name, but I don't have any of my band members in this album. I think that's wrong. Once you form a group, you legally, legally have a contract to say, I'm a part of this group. I have my name on this group and you can't make this other album without me in it. You have to call your group a whole nother different name. You cannot use the name Swanky Aura, my example, if I didn't involve none of my fan members, uh, my band members are part of the group. And that's one thing I, I do hope that Royce the Five Nine and Joe Budden, and there's no nothing against, of course, King Cricket, nothing against Joel Ortiz whatsoever, because they're they're hustling, they're getting their money, they're doing what they need to do. I understand, but legally, I think that they can go. Joe Budden and and Royce the Five Nine can actually go legally fight against this and make this a lawsuit because you're calling your album the rise and fall of slaughterhouse but it's just joel ortiz and king crooked you don't have joe button and you don't have Royce the five nine which legally on contract on paper they have their names to slaughterhouse as well that's their ip as well that's their property as well so i'm very interested to see if Royce the five nine and joe button are they going to go after the other team members for this album legally are they going to get royalty or perpetuity when it comes to this next album coming out in march because this is property this is product this is property you're shelling out your property out there using the same name that somebody else owns and you're not giving them the right credit now honestly i want them to have bygones be bygones and i want all four of them to come back honestly uh, Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy said it on the Breakfast Club that you know Joe Budden is not rapping anymore. He's retired. He's done. He's doing his podcast. And maybe the Joe Budden podcast might be getting more traction than he did his songs. Honestly, I'm a big fan of Joe Budden. Honestly, I really want Joe Budden to come back rapping because his album was really good. Uh, the Rage and the Machine was good, and No Love, All Love Lost was so good too. So. I honestly think Joe Budden can come out of retirement and really do it really well. For us to 5'9", he's been working. He's still making new music. So I'm not so worried about them. Uh, Royce the Five Nine trying to come back because he made his own album. He made his own mark. Of course, obviously, Joel Ortiz and King Cricket still making money because of this next new album. Uh, I look forward to it. I'm going to listen to the album when it comes out because I do want to put my critiques in it. I honestly want all four of them to come back for one last album, at least. Um, it was the same thing with a lot of 
bands getting broke up. I just read the other day that Tank is making a final uh, album. And of course, obviously, T, none of my Emory people are going to know who Tank is because Tank is, as I knocked the microphone, Tank is, and I got, I got excited because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tank. My grown friends know who Tank is, but my Emory friends, you guys are not going to know who Tank is because he's from the 90s. He's an R&B singer and he's a little bit more adult if if i can say very cleanly on the show honestly i do want all of them to come back i really do want them to come back to the greater the scope of things and and greater scale of things and make one more album that's just what i want but you know of course stepping away a little bit from hip-hop news because we're talking about this story coming from today and this really gets me excited because if you guys don't know obviously we've been talking about it all over twitter facebook and instagram but yes it is true march 20th through the 27th of course klp entertainment will be going on tour we're going to new york city for that week of course i'm going to be filming a movie of course called street style there's no secret everyone knows about it the the fashion and the culture of new york city and of course we're trying to we're going to bring out of course podcasting and extra content for you guys as well and it's been said i said this on yesterday's show we're making another new album with New York artists and producers right in New York. So I'm so excited for that. Uh, Fifth Avenue is the name of the project. I cannot wait to get started in New York to make music inspired by the New York culture. But I really wanted to talk about this. Um, this is pertaining kind of to New York a little bit. This is more of a New Jersey kind of story, but you know, there's different, you know, because air, air, we're flying, we're, we're, get, we're going to Newark uh, airport, but you know, you can not Newark, LaGuardia, but in Newark, that's in New Jersey. And of course, as we talked about Joe Button, he's he's in New Jersey doing his thing. So, um, of course, couple finds Pearl that could be worth thousands in claim and New Jersey restaurant. Of course, Michael and Maria's Freisler, if I pronounce that name right, give me a thumbs up, have been going to the Lobster House restaurant at Cape May for 30 for years that's a long time to go to a restaurant i i can't remember a restaurant that i've been to that long and i mean i can't say i've been to a place 34 years because i wasn't even alive yet for 34 years i'm only alive for 25 years so far and you know god he's been blessing me and i just hope god keep me going until 102 um but this time was a little bit shell-shocked a little bit see what i did there to you shell-shocked pearl you know or clam or you whatever. <laughs> Michael Spicely recently stopped by one of his favorite restaurants to enjoy one of his go uh, to go appetizers, but he walked away with something more valuable. Of course, a pearl that could be worth thousands of dollars. Let me tell you, when you find something that's worth that much, right now in today's society is very very awesome that you you're in get best luck. You might have just won the lottery because we all know Inflation's high, gas is high, groceries is high, rent just got high, everything's high. So when you when you win the lottery like that, when you find something more precious and you can trade it in to get some good cash value, you're in best luck right now in today's society, unfortunately. The New Jersey residents and his wife, Maria, have been going to the Lobster House uh, restaurant in Cape May, New Jersey for 34 years, but last visit to the local hotspot over President's Day weekend was unlike no other. Of course, in uh, after ordering a thousand, excuse me, after ordering a dozen clams of half shells, Spreisler proceed to choke 
uh, to chow down, not choke, chow down. And it wasn't until he almost finished eating and noticed something unusual in one of the clams. And this is a quote that he said to a CBS affiliate from KB, uh, excuse me, KYWTV. He said, I was down on the 12th one. And when I picked it up on with a fork, uh, it looked kind of heavy. I didn't think nothing of it, of course. He continues to say, then I, uh, then when I started to eat it, I noticed that it was in my mouth. I actually thought it was one of my tooth broke, uh, broken teeth. Maria Splauser, I probably butchered their name, I'm sorry, described the experience as one of a lifetime event and said the discovery was shocking to say the least. He was eating a dozen, he was eating dozens and dozens of clams and we never find anything like that. So it was pretty exciting, she says. Very, very excited for sure because, you know, that's the clam that she found. Uh, they were eating, the pearl was found, of course. The restaurant owned, um, owner echoed those statements in the phone interview with today food very very exciting that they found something like that again that you know that's and there's pictures of it i i can show i can't really show too much on it on the, the podcast but there's a picture of a pearl i really do wonder how much this pearl will be worth it probably is going to be worth something because it's a real life pearl that you can uh, trade in and you can see it honestly if it's worth thousands go for it pawn it do whatever you can take take it to a jeweler do whatever you need to but honestly i probably would have had this put up somewhere because it just kind of shares that special moment that you have with your your significant other so when you go out with your significant other and you experience something you want to keep it in your memories because it's something you can talk to about you can tell your kids and i think they probably have kids but you can tell this story to your kids you can tell it to your grandkids you can tell it to your great grandkids so it's just history upon history of course the Splousers are a longtime customer for the lobster house restaurant again over 34 years of course yes we came here first uh came here president's day weekend in 1987 wow 1987 i was not arrived in 1987 but the restaurant posted a rare find on his facebook page and many of the followers were amazed and some uh, skeptics were confused and thought it was only oyster crafted pearls and the restaurant was quick uh quick to chime in of course they also uh mentioned here both produce pearls most common in oysters but clams and mussels too uh it's the Balval's reaction, I don't know what that means, Balval's reaction to debris in Greek, they wrote. Of course, the Splousers walked away with potential pricey souvenir. The 8.8 millimeter pearl could sell for thousands, but they have no plans to make money off of it, which is good. Like I just said, you know, this is something that happened um, when you experience something with your significant other. Again, that's something you want to keep in your memories. You don't want to just trade it in unless you just have to. Um, if it was just me by myself, and I found the pearl, I would go see how much it's worth because that if it's worth thousands, you know, hey, you know, that's thousands of dollars you can have in the bank. But if you're with your significant other and you just want to treasure it, you want to keep it, keep put it up somewhere, frame it, whatever you want to do, you know, that's just more intimate if you think about it that way. So let me know, what would you do if you found a pearl? If you're eating a clam at a restaurant, and I've been to a seafood place, shout out to Oyster Bay in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Oh my God best seafood i've tasted so far i mean you can't even compare oyster bay tea to let's say papados because there's two here in atlanta for papados and i've been to papados before but i mean papados or oyster bay you know but if you found 
a pearl in an oyster that could be worth thousands, would you sell it for thousands or would you keep it in your memories? That's the question I propose to a lot of people out there. If you found a pearl that's from an oyster and you know that it's worth thousands, would you trade it in for thousands or would you keep it up, put it up and you cherish the memories? I wanna know. I legitimately, I wanna know from the fans out there, what would you do if you found it? Personally for me, again, if it was my by myself, I would trade it in for thousands. <laughs> but if it was, if, if I had my girlfriend with me, right? And she says, hey, hey, we found this pearl, it's worth thousands, but I wanna keep it for memories. Happy girl, happy world, right? That's just how I see it. Happy girl, happy world. So that's going to wrap it up here on today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Please remember to leave a like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening or watching the show on YouTube at KOP Entertainment and Daily Motion at KOP Entertainment. Also, if you're listening to the show, thank you. Share with your friends, letting them know we were live on live radio, FM radio, being Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and so much more. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode because tomorrow Tomorrow's episode, we're going to be bringing back another exciting story. That's something you don't want to miss for sure for tomorrow's episode. That's going to wrap it up here. KLP Aftermath Season 2 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Hopefully you guys stay safe. Drink water every 15 minutes. Continue to wear a mask. I know we're wearing a mask when we hit New York streets in March because I know COVID is still out there. In New York, especially in New York, I know COVID's out there in New York, but we're taking the risk because we're filming a movie and we got to do it for the fans. So again, if you're out there, please wear a mask, stay safe. And as always, I like to say, stay safe, stay swanky.